I mean, I was training and, and shooting well over probably 500 shells a day to get ready for this this big competition. Anytime you can combine the best fighting force in the world and Team USA, there's really nothing that can stop us. USA, 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 USA. Hey everybody, Jason Dennis here, your host for uh, Run the Race podcast. We talk about faith stuff, fitness stuff, been a lot of fitness going on in Tokyo lately. The Olympics just wrapping up, uh, the 2020 version, a year late. And uh, the, the United States coming home with the most medals overall. And in fact, yours truly, your host here for this podcast, episode number 76, got a chance to uh, you know hang one around my neck and hold a gold medal, an actual gold medal, one of the ones won by one of our uh, American athletes, who is our guest for this episode of Run the Race, uh, First Lieutenant Amber English, who uh, actually lives in Phoenix City, Alabama, and she works her day job on Fort Benning uh, for the uh, Army Marksmanship Unit. And uh, so she won a gold medal in skeet shooting her first time at the Olympics, and she brought it home and uh, let us uh, see it. It's it's pretty heavy, you know. It's actually probably weighs a couple pounds and uh, really impressive. And uh, so we asked her if she'd gotten any kind of uh, endorsement deals yet. Not not yet. Not not quite to the level maybe of Simone Biles or or Caleb Dressel or or uh, Katie Ledecky or uh, Allison Felix, um, who, again, congratulations to her. Now now 11 medals overall over the course of four or five Olympics. So just really impressive. I, you know, my son and I have been, we've been watching track and field and swimming, even a little bit of ping pong and beach volleyball, indoor volleyball, gymnastics, all kinds of different sports and rowing. And, I mean, it's just amazing seeing these athletes do this and all the training and the years leading up to this uh, really uh, paying off for some of them. But, you know, plenty of heartbreak as well for uh, not only the Americans but people from all over the world because you work this hard and maybe you get injured or don't, you know, don't do your best. Uh, one of the athletes I'd interviewed several weeks ago from uh, been training in Birmingham, Alabama, Maggie Malone, who was one of the two Olympians on this podcast uh, several weeks ago. She actually finished 10th overall in the javelin throw. I was hoping to ha- get a medal and be on that podium, but, uh, you know, it's just sometimes it's just not your day. So, But she still continues to give God the glory, and uh, that's number one for her. It's all about Jesus uh, and uh, hoping to use the javelin to uh, aim more people towards him. Now back to our guest for this episode uh, of Run the Race against First Lieutenant Amber English, who uh, again won the gold medal, uh, winning the Skeet Women's Finals a few weeks ago at the Osaka Shooting Range in Tokyo. And she made history, too, an Olympic record, hitting 56 out of 60 targets uh, in that win over a uh, woman from Italy who won the gold medal back in 2016. So she had some experience there. And so that was exciting. You know, uh, Amber's uh, philosophy is don't quit, believe in yourself. Now, she's had, had a history of some of events. She actually started shooting with her family, who they have a bunch of accomplished shooters as well, when she was six years old. And she started competing when she was 16. She actually did gymnastics first and then turned to shooting as her sport of choice. She's won four World Cup medals uh, 2010, 2016, and then 2018 and 2019. And uh, the second woman, uh, American, uh, to win the women's uh, skeet shooting. And uh, again, like I said, she trains at Fort Benning.
Marine, works with the Army Marksmanship Unit, and also is in the uh, Army world-class uh, athlete section. And she lives uh, just across the river in uh, Phoenix City. And uh, she is uh, has, you know, like I said, a, a, a accomplished group of family members that have been shooters. Uh, her her dad, who has passed away, her uncle, her aunt, her mom, and uh, she joined the U.S. Army Reserves in early 2017. And uh, again, uh, is now a first lieutenant and has been in the Army for the last four years. She was she did not make the Olympic team in 2012 when she tried. She was an Olympic alternate. In 2016, again, not making the team, but she won her first world championship medal in 2018 and then qualified for those Tokyo Games that were delayed one year. And so uh, she grew up in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And uh, again, now she lives right down the road here from Fort Benning and, and maybe is going to make uh, you know Alabama and Georgia her home because she's going to get off active duty in about a month and a half probably, uh, but uh, may stick around here. And so we would love to see her win uh, more gold medals in the near future. So here's my conversation with this inspiring gold medal winner and soldier. Well, I'd like to welcome First Lieutenant Amber English to the uh, Run the Race podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and welcome back uh, from Tokyo. You've been back in Phoenix City, Alabama, and Columbus, Georgia for the last week. So yep. are, are you are you uh, relaxed now? Are you still busy going? You know, we're, we're still going, going hard. So it's good. It's been really, really awesome experience to come home and be around people who are just so incredible to be around yeah and we're going to talk to you about some of the impactful moments in your life um, with your family mm -hmm. and and you know how you got into shooting and and uh, what it's been like in the army marksmanship unit on fort benning but first of all you know obviously you're wearing the gold medal around <laughs> yeah. your neck congratulations <laughs> in skeet shooting uh, first overall in the women's competition uh and that happened a couple weeks ago so tell me about you know what what was it like winning the gold medal i mean and and just kind of you know was that something you expected you know, I it's always been a lifelong dream of mine, and I really did think that I could accomplish it. I just had to really set up a, a very good training environment, and, you know, this has been a long time coming, so I'm super, you know, happy that I, I was able to, like, put it all together at, at one moment. Yeah, what, uh, you know, were you, um, you know, really nervous going in, or because of so much that you practiced years of doing this, that you were calm when you were competing in that, you know, 60 shots? Yeah, I uh, thought I knew what match pressure was uh, before until I stepped on that stage and I felt stuff that I've never felt before. So I knew, you know, I was going to win this match from my training and I trained very, very hard. And I said, you know, if my B game shows up, it'll be enough to survive. So the first day I struggled a little bit, um, but it was definitely enough to survive. And the second day... It was uh, good from there. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you were telling me, you know, off mic that Italy is one mm -hmm. of the biggest rivals yes. of America in skeet shooting. Um, so, and you defeated uh, the, the woman who won the gold five years ago in mm -hmm. the 2016 Olympics. So what was that like? I mean, was that something that motivated you to uh, be standing on the top podium there? It was. It was very motivating. You know, at the very end, I said, I am not listening to this uh, Italian national anthem. So whatever we have to do to get it done, that's what we're going to do. And, you know, it was really, it was an honor to compete against them as well because they're, they're very good shooters. And so uh, it pushed me a lot. 
And for you, you know, what what was it really about? I mean, obviously, you take a lot of personal pride, and that you've worked really hard for years to get to this point and earning the gold medal. But you know, for you, you know, um, you know, what do you hope people take from you winning? And in terms of what was the goal for you, mm -hmm. do you want to, you know, really kind of, uh, you know, let people know about, you know, the Army Marksmanship Unit, or you know, uh, and, and what 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 you guys do. Yeah, you know, the biggest takeaway is just if you have a passion to not quit. And I hope there are, you know, especially kids out there that are watching that know, you know, sometimes it's frustrating. Sports can be very frustrating, but it can be very rewarding as well. Um, and if I listened to everybody at some point who told me their opinion of what I should do or to quit or to go to school and do stuff um, different than what I'm doing, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. So if you have a passion, totally follow your heart and keep going and never quit. Yeah, so important to believe in yourself and, and uh, you know, have that. And, and the, I guess the more you practice and have that experience, that, yep. that helps you with that, right? Yeah, we're a, I'm a little older than some of my teammates, but they, uh, you know, they struggle. And I'm like, you know what my age gets me is a little more experience. So, you know, it was really awesome to be, you know, with some of my fellow Army Marksmanship Unit teammates. We had five of us over there, and I was really, really happy to see them uh, grind it out and compete at their level as well. Absolutely. So, you know, and you were talking about kids and sports and those kind of things. So, um, you know, did you grow up playing different sports, and, and how did you get into to skeet shooting? Yeah, so I actually grew up doing gymnastics my whole life, all the way through my young teenage years. Um, I have a shooting background in my family. My, my uh, uncle my dad competed. Uh, in shooting and my mom and my aunt and I had a cousin that shot rifle and you know after um, my gymnastics was over I kind of decided I wasn't going to do that in college. Uh, I gave my body a little bit of a break from the beating and then you know I decided I need to go compete in something and maybe shooting is something I can explore. So. So, I mean, was this something that, so how, how young were you when you first started? I mean, I guess there's all kinds of different yeah. kinds of shooting, shotguns, mm -hmm. key, everything else. Yeah, so I first shot with my family when I was six years old. Um, I wasn't competing or anything. It was just something that our family did for fun um, out in the Rocky Mountains, Colorado. But I didn't start competing until I was about 16. And is this something that you've, you know, you still love just as much, you know, you know, years, decades later? I do. I, I love it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. Um, I've learned a lot through the years, and I feel like even to this day, every match that I shoot, I'm still learning more. So there's really no cap on what you can accomplish if, if you keep going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know that, you know, there are moments in everybody's life where, you know, it really... Um, you know, makes a huge difference and maybe changes your path mm -hmm. or what's going to happen in your future. I know that you were talking about your father, mm -hmm. um, who was a shooter and, and sure inspired you. Yeah. And he, you know, passed away, um, I guess, five years ago mm -hmm. uh, in a diving accident in the Cayman Islands. And, and uh, I think I read that you stepped away from the sport at that point. So what, what did that um, do for you in terms of, you know, your life mm -hmm. personally, but also for skeet shooting? Yeah, you know, I did. I had to take a, a step back and, and kind of reevaluate what I was doing. And, you know, it was hard for me to get back on the range. I'm not going to lie. Um, I got into shooting because of him. So it was it was definitely a challenge to get back there. But um, Vincent Hancock, who won his third gold medal at this Games, he uh, was in Colorado Springs at the time. And he said, Amber, you know, I still believe in you. Come to the range. We're going to shoot. Let's do it. It's going to be hard. 
But let's do it. So he got me back into it, and here we are with gold medal now. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it means so much to have that accountability partner and having somebody. So for you, you know, what, is that, what did that mean to have somebody like, like Vincent, you know, kind of be there for you and kind of just, you know, pick you up and kind of pull you, you know, from being knocked down, you know? Yeah, you know, it meant a lot. A, a lot of these people we travel with and spend so much time with them on the road. So they really do truly become family and that's in the army marksmanship unit i mean we the, i just have a, a bunch of brothers and sisters yeah so now you have to catch up with him right so you yeah. need to win two more goals to yeah. at least tie him and right? he's got to quit for a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are similar age right yep, yeah yeah so. he's a year older yeah, so. a little older. Yeah. and you were talking about the army marksmanship unit i know that you joined the u.s army reserves uh mm -hmm. i guess you've been in now for four years or a little more than four yep. years and um so and you were assigned to the u.s army world-class um athlete program and then like you said the army marksmanship unit so what's that been like in terms of what has the army taught you uh, not only with the shooting aspect just for you your character and everything else yeah you know i uh, i joined a little later in life i was 27 when i joined um i worked as a paramedic for a long time before that in colorado uh, went to school and graduated college in 2012 so there was definitely a big gap um, from me working and doing the civilian stuff before i joined um, kind of one of my biggest regrets is not joining earlier i fought it for a very long time i shot with a lot of the guys in the Army Marksmanship Unit before I joined, and they finally talked me into it. So, so what was what was holding you back? What was something that, like you said, you fought it? What was something that you, you just didn't want to join the Army? I was just very unsure, and I knew uh, I knew it would be a lot of a lot of big changes and moving from an awesome state that I loved at the time. And you know, I'm really glad after my dad passed, and I just barely missed the team in uh, 2016. I just said, you know what, I gotta do something different. If that means doing something totally scary and something that makes me uncomfortable, like let's do it. And I'm very, very glad I did. Yeah, so, uh, and you're part of the, uh, it's the Army Reserves, is that correct? Yeah. And so what exactly, you know, I know that you're training and shooting, but what do you do, like what is your job, I guess, mostly with that? So I'm actually a logistics officer uh, by trade for the Army, and then I shoot for the Army Marksmanship Unit yeah. currently. So um, does that job, you know, that, that continues at least when you come back, I guess? I mean, because mm -hmm. obviously right now, I mean, you're the gold medal winner. Yeah. But, but So maybe people treat you differently or, or see you differently. I mean, Fort Benning is still full blast right now. Training doesn't stop. So, you know, we do a lot with recruiting and trying to get other people to, to join and share our experiences to see that, you know, maybe this is a, a career path for you as well. And maybe it takes them hearing our story of how it was scary for us at one point and that we were very happy that it worked out. Yeah, and we talked a little earlier about, you know, training because, you know, you you know with with athletes, sometimes it's about cardio, mm -hmm. it's about you know, lifting weights and for, and for you, I'm sure included in your training is a lot of shooting, a lot of practicing. Mm -hmm. So what what it entails the training because, you know, I've never trained to be a, a, a professional yeah. shooter or or in the Olympics, but uh, what do you do to be able to prepare for Tokyo? So a lot of our stuff is just mental. Um, you have the technique and then we shoot a lot i mean i was training and and shooting well over probably 500 shells a day to get ready for this this big competition and then we kind of taper it back right before we leave so that way we're we're sharp and, and ready to go um you know my game plan getting ready for this specific match after having so many years in the sport was you know quality over quantity so there were some times where you, a few weeks, you really needed the, the quantity in there for, you know, mental purposes. And then, then we had to taper it off and, and just expect 
expect to get the job done. Do you get tired of shooting? I mean, when you're when you're doing that much, do you be like, oh, I got to go and shoot some more shells, you know, that kind of thing? Oh yeah, there are some days where you're just like, I don't, I don't want to do this today. You know, it's hard. This is not fun right now. But um, it's those days that really make it worth it when when you can succeed, and it's those you know pushing through the hard days that that set you above everybody else because if you're not training somebody else's to beat you so yeah and there's perception about different sports so with shooting i mean are, is there you know strength agility flexibility involved in terms of you want to train certain areas of your body to be stronger than others or um most of the stuff that i mean it's core and a lot of back back stuff and and shoulders um i mean anytime you shoot that many shells or have one repetitive motion over and over and over again you can have nerve damage and, and everything in your shoulders. So we just try to try to be as healthy as possible and insane and then see what happens. Yeah. And uh, so you've been part of the Army Marksmanship Unit the whole time, the whole four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what is that unit like? And, and, and because, you know, it has a great reputation. You said, you know, five uh, Olympic athletes mm-hmm. this time around and your friend Vince was is a former yeah. member. So, you know, what's it like being part of that? What exactly do you guys do? You know, it's uh, we shoot uh, various domestic and international competitions with with the goal of going to the Olympics and winning the Olympic medal. Um, while we're not doing that, there our uh, unit is comprised of a lot of different sections that make up our whole unit. So shotgun is one section, but we have rifle, service rifle, pistol. We have an instructor training group, so they're teaching the rest of the unit or the rest of the force um, how to be better marksmen, especially when they need to, which is involving people's lives um so there's a lot of stuff that goes into it outside of just our our section alone and you know now coming coming back home with a gold medal does that for you add some maybe extra responsibility for you in terms of mentoring others and kind of now now you have you've you've set the standard for yourself and for (laughs) others perhaps is that you know is that a good thing or is it could that be challenging um, you know, I'm always up for a good challenge, so I'll take it. Whatever whatever comes this way, we'll, we'll take it. But, you know, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I've tried to mentor, you know, my teammates, but they're, they're also the reason why I have this medal, too. They, you know, push me every day, and we trained very, very hard for this, so. Yeah, and I read somewhere that um, I guess it would have been when you were perhaps 22 years old, you competed for the 2012 mm-hmm. Olympic team and didn't quite make it. Yeah. I mean, what, what does that do? You know, you're, you're a young woman and, you know, um, newer to the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did that just crush you or did you say, you know, listen, I've got a lot of time, you know? You know, I work. wasn't as competitive back in, in 2012. I had expectations to make the team in 2016. Um, you know, our sport, they say it built, it takes about 10 years to build an Olympic, uh, an Olympian. So you just got to put your time in and, and learn something from every failure that you have to, to do better next time. So, uh, any, you know, um, I assume you have aspirations for, uh, now that you've got three years, it's less because that, because of the COVID, you know, kind of delayed the Tokyo Olympics. So 2024 is next up yep. in terms of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, um, is that, are there expectations you'll compete there and, and beyond perhaps, or we'll see, we'll, we're just taking day by day from here on out. And, you know, I would expect that there could be some more changes, you know, with this Delta, uh, variant coming out. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, we have a lot of stuff scheduled for next year, but, but we'll see 
what happens with the yeah. schedule. And you were talking about the mental aspect mm-hmm. of it. You know, it's so so important with sports or really any career. Um, and once you especially have the muscle memory of the sport or anything else you do in life. Um, so what is it? Um, how do you go to that place where you're like, you know, you're shooting so much or you're like on that big stage like Tokyo? Um, is there something that you draw inspiration from or something that you kind of think about that gets you kind of chilled out? You know, I just I just realized that I've put the work and time into this. And if I focus on the process and what it takes to break the next target, one target at a time, if I focus on the process, then the outcome will be, you know, a success. It's really easy to get wrapped up into, oh, I want to I want to place one, you know, top three or I want to make this Olympic team or whatever. But it, it really comes down to the process of each shot. And if you focus on that, it'll it'll work out. And, you know, being uh, a female from America winning gold, um, you, you know, become kind of, you know, the face of the U.S. Army marksmanship team and, and the, you know, a, a face of the Olympics. Um, so does that for you, you know, do you hope that it inspires other women um, that are, you know, whether it be shooters or anything else that, they, listen, you can, you know, you can do anything if you put your you know, work in it. Yeah, I do. I do hope to be an inspiration to some people, especially not to quit and to keep going and, and like I said earlier, if you have a passion to, you know, not necessarily listen to everybody else, but just follow your heart and keep going. Yeah. So, uh, so what's next for you in terms of the, the army or, or military or, or shooting? Is like you said, it's kind of one day at a time. But do you have plans for kind of what happens next for for Amber English? Yeah. So I'm uh, potentially getting off of active duty September 30th, and then I'll be in the reserves um, for a few years after that. Um, but beyond that, I mean, we have a domestic match next uh, next month in Michigan, and then we have another. They invite the top twelve of the world uh, per that year uh, to a competition, the World Cup finals. So that'll be in Cyprus in October. Yeah. So now, where do you rank in the world now? Is it first because of I'm this? I'm actually third. Third. I was kind of irritated oh, to really? see that, but you know, we. Uh, did you move up because of the Olympics? Or did yeah, okay. we, I did. But, okay. you know, we uh, we would normally have had five or six opportunities for world rankings. Um, but the U.S. pulled out of five of those. So I only went to one match prior to this Olympics. So that's kind of where I the world rankings. Gotcha. Well, you'll prove them. You know, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll yeah say, I'll take it. You know, I'll, 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 they can have that. I'll, I'll you, take you, this. <laughs> yeah, I have the gold medal. Yeah. I, I, I earned it Whatever, here. Whatever. So. They can have that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, and for you know, in terms of the, the mental aspect of all this, I mean, do you come back home? And like you said, it's it's been a lot of you know, kind of talking to family mm-hmm. and talking to fans and being interviewed for podcasts and everything else. So, you know, um, do you still, are you still shooting right now, like post Olympics, or do you like want to take a break from that? Yeah, I absolutely have to take a break just for sanity purposes. <laughs> you know, I know what it takes to get back into it. And the longer you do this, the more you know, you know, what your body needs or, or whatever. Um, I do, I, I don't think, I've put so much time and effort into leading up to this Olympics that I don't think it'll take that that long to get ready for our national championship. So yeah. I'm definitely looking forward for a little bit of a break, let the dust settle, and then go yeah. get back at it. And do you, I mean, if you had, you know, whether it be, who knows, Tokyo or back here in, in Colorado or Phoenix City, Alabama and Fort Benning, do you have like tons of people come up to you and they, I mean, I don't know if they recognize you or maybe you're, you're wearing your gold medal <laughs> and they want to take pictures with you and have your autograph. I mean, is that kind of a cool or a weird thing? No, or? it's, it's, it's very <laughs> cool. It's unexpected. Like I said, I'm just so humbled by this experience and I am so proud to represent the USA and 
and everything um, back in this country. Yeah, and then you're, you're wearing your uh, army uniform mm -hmm. while wearing your gold medal. What does it mean to represent, you know, the military? Because, you know, right now, um, obviously, you know, it's it's a tense time across mm -hmm. the world. And you're, you're going out and not only are you a, a female American going over there and competing and getting the gold, but you are also an army reservist, a soldier. So what does that mean to you? You know, it means a lot to be able to put on this uniform and, and compete in another job. I mean, we, we all have another job outside of winning medals or, or shooting. So there's a, a much bigger picture out there than just what we're doing. And anytime you can combine the best fighting force in the world and Team USA, there's really nothing that can stop us. Yeah. So you have bragging rights now, right? With your Army Marksmanship Unit <laughs> yeah. uh, mem teammates. I mean, are they, do they like? Do they like? Are they so excited for you, or they're they're like, oh, well, we knew she'd win, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been a combination <laughs> of both. I think they just saw all the time and, and work that I put out there, and there were days where I was just like, I'm not leaving until I can get this done. So I'm sorry uh, if you guys have to stay late, but <laughs> I I'm not leaving until this is done. So. Yeah. And, and back to that competition one last time, 56 out of 60 targets. So uh, you were telling me off mic that it should have been 57, <laughs> yeah. right? Was there something that you almost uh, hit or you sh or maybe the, uh, they, they, they judged it wrong? No. Or? So <laughs> I know going into the last station, uh, her name's Diana Bacosi. She was the one I was shooting off for gold, gold and silver. And um, she gave me two right at the very end. And I knew on the last station there's four targets. So I knew if I hit the first two, we were tied. And then the last two, if I hit one, I knew I won. Well, I saw the puff on the pink on the last target, and then I just forgot how to shoot. So, <laughs> so, so did you? So this is the end of the. I hit hit one and then lost the last one. But as soon as I saw the pink puff, I knew it was over, and then I just forgot how to shoot. I guess. So you 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 knew at that point you had clinched gold. Yep, I did. And so did you just like were you just so just giddy just like, or you you just kind of like brain freeze yeah kind of a brain freeze and like <laughs> oh my gosh we just did it like we we did it so uh yeah i just was kind of overwhelmed with emotions right at first but it was just kind of like a deer in the headlights like this i cannot believe this match is over yeah yeah so we will wish you all the best thank, thank you for you. your service and thank you for uh you know for coming in and and, and sharing with us your your gold medal and that kind of thing and, and uh you know if you ever need you know to, to let somebody borrow it i'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. carry it around or something like that so, sounds yeah. good thank Thanks you so much for your support And we wish First Lieutenant Amber English all the best. Maybe she'll be in the uh, 2024 Olympics in France, in Paris, or maybe 2028 as well, trying to catch up with her friend uh, Vincent, who has uh, three gold medals, unprecedented in the Olympics. So uh, we wish her all the best. And, uh, again, you know, uh, she's going to be getting off active duty most likely in about a month and a half from now, um, likely staying with the reserves. And so we salute her for her service to our country as well. And she, I think, plans to stay in Alabama instead and heading back to Colorado. Now on to our final segments of the podcast. Um, definitely some inspiration, kind of, you know, Olympic or, or faith-wise and, and uh, when it comes to uh, music and also uh, from the military as well. And, uh, you know, we have this new segment that we've tried out for the last uh, few months called Stuck in My Head. Uh, last week, we had Garrett Lee actually singing uh, some songs uh, that he had written and uh, performed 
and a much better singer than I am. And uh, so uh, that was the stuck in my head. This time, uh, it's a song that I heard at church uh, just a few days ago uh, called Believe For It by C.C. Winans. And so uh, she obviously is a tremendously better singer than I am. But I wanted to give you a little taste of the uh, the first verse of that. Uh, really powerful, uh, something that we can all use and need any time in our lives, but in terms of when we're facing the impossible Things are, you know, we're up against the wall and we got so much we feel like is against us. So here's kind of a, li- a little taste, uh, at least my version of it. Uh, I'm not a, a gospel a superstar like she is. So here goes. They say this mountain can be moved. They say these chains will never break. But they don't know you like we do. There is power in your name. All right, there it is. Believe for it. If you want to hear a much better version, go find it. Uh, CC Winans. Uh, she's a legendary gospel artist, and uh, this is part of her uh, is a title cut of her latest project, first ever live album, in fact. And so, just to give you a little uh, taste of it, the, the the verse, the main part of the song goes, "Move the immovable, break." The unbreakable God, we believe. God, we believe for it. From the impossible, we'll see a miracle. God, we believe. God, we believe for it. And um, so she says, you know, she said in a recent interview, it's bigger than a record. It's a theme that I really want people to embrace. People who believe in God and people who might not ever go to church, I believe that hope is needed. Believe that you can achieve what's in your heart. It's time to believe for wholeness and healing for yourself, your family, and your community. And uh, she says that, you know, she didn't really want to record an album in the midst of a global pandemic with COVID-19, but she now realizes, Wines does, that the timing couldn't have been better because, uh, you know, we need this. Uh, she is uh, one of 10 siblings, began her singing career with her brother, B.B., but uh, now she's got a solo career, and uh, she's one of the most best-selling and awarded female gospel artists of all time. And one last thing she says about, you know, believe for it and this album. She says, quote, I want to challenge you to believe for the impossible. Why? Because we serve a God who specializes in the impossible, encouraging listeners, believe, and the mountains will move, just like the Bible says. And now for our parting gift for this uh, Run the Race podcast comes from, uh, you know, somebody military-related, just like our first lieutenant we talked to. Yeah, this is from General George S. Patton, very famous man. He says, accept the challenges so that you can feel the exhilaration of victory. Think about all the hard work you put in for anything, work-related, sports-related, anything like that. And, and, you know, when you face challenges, sometimes you want to shy away from those because, you know, it's too hard. I'm not good enough for that, right? But if you accept those challenges, he says, you know, then you have the opportunity to feel the exhilaration of victory. Because uh, sometimes we have to fail and get knocked down and, and get back up, right? So uh, it's, it's an important part of the process for sure. Now, now closing our uh, episode in prayer, dear God, uh, we just... We just look to you uh, for um, you know the impossible that uh, some of us are facing right now with our families, with with health issues, with loss, with uh, of jobs, of of loved ones, and with everything still happening in this world today, Lord God, that we we look to you uh, to you know break the chains. 
that we feel sometimes inside of ourselves. Um, but God, we just we just pray that you will give us victory that like you can only give us. And Lord Jesus, we just uh, we, we we praise you. We thank you for all that you've done for us. And God, uh, just uh, we believe for it that you will do what you say you're going to do. And we believe what's in the Bible. And we just thank you and praise you and, and um, thank you for this opportunity to talk about you uh, on this podcast uh, for, for many listeners. You name me, pray. Amen. Thank you so much again for joining us for Run the Race. And don't forget to, uh, you know, if you want to go to Apple, if you're listening on there on your iPhone or whatever else, go to the bottom of that Run the Race page where we have all 76 episodes you can listen to. But you can also write a quick little review that helps us to kind of get this thing, uh, keep it going where we continue can talk about fitness and faith and all these issues. So go on there, write a quick little five-star review, just a few sentences. And if you like it or don't, you know, you know we're, we're fair game here, right? So uh, thank you again so much for choosing us. We know there's a there's a lot of options out there. It's it's growing here in podcast land. So uh, uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And uh, again, we salute all those Olympic athletes, all those military servicemen and women, and uh, salute you for uh, listening.